this morning. If you have your Bible and would like to turn with me today into the book of Job. Some folks are afraid to read this book. They thought that it meant job, and they stayed away from it. But we're going to read this morning. God, forgive my silliness. Job chapter 13, and I'm just going to read one verse to use as a springboard into what I feel to speak to you on this morning. Job chapter 13. And I'm going to read verse 15. And when we start reading this this morning, of course, most of you would be able to quote it because it has been stated and memes made about it and people have talked about it on so many different levels and so many different occasions. And I want to use it this morning as a springboard into what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart for this last Sunday morning of 2017. Job chapter 13 and verse number 15, though he slay me. Yet will I trust him. Those are some powerful words. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. I'm going to borrow this morning from the words of an old song. It's old for most of us. It was written several years ago by Andre Crouch. How many of you remember Andre Crouch songs? That was our era. He wrote a song and it was titled Through It All. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through everything I've learned to trust him more. With the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach through it all. Lord, we need your help this morning to preach what you have laid upon our heart. I pray, God, that the inspiration of your word would rest upon every heart and every life, every soul this morning. God, that we could move out of normality and into the realm of the supernatural today. God, that your spirit would flow throughout this building. God, that you would bless lives and touch hearts. God, that we would move, Lord, into a new realm of faith, into a new realm of hope, into a new realm of trust, and understand, God, that you have everything in control. And we thank you for it, oh God, and we believe you for a greater, for greater things in 2018. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. Now, if I was to ask you this morning, how many of you went through some hard times in 2017? I'm guessing I would see some hands raised today. Let, let me just do that. How many of you really faced some trying times this past year? Look at the hands. Look around you. Leave those hands high. Look around you at the hands. I don't want you to feel alone. Nobody needs to feel alone. There's a lot of hands raised. A lot of sickness. How many of you dealt with severe sickness this year? Come on, let's see hands real high. Sickness. Some of you faced loss, death in families and homes. My, my, my. Look around you today. Uh, brokenness in homes and families and life. Grief, sorrow, despair, pain, frustration. And we could go on and on this morning with a list of things that 
we have been through in 2017. For those of you who just raised your hand, I am only guessing when I say this because some of us have lived a while and we know that uh, some years are better than others and some are worse than others. But I'm guessing this morning that for some of us who have been through some very trying days in 2017, we're, we're looking forward to seeing the, the clock strike midnight tonight. We're looking forward to putting it behind us and walking into 2018 with brand new vision and new passion, with new faith, believing that God is going to do greater things. I, I, uh, let me just ask you this morning, how many of you are ready to move into 2018 with great faith? Amen. How many of you are ready to see new things happen that we've never seen happen before? I'm with anticipation. I'm praying that 2018 will be the greatest year ever. But but I do have a very sincere question that I want to raise. I don't come this morning speaking to you just um, just just uh, speaking to you on a subject because it's fitting on this last day of the year, but I'm speaking to you from experience. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in this vein a little bit tonight. The Lord has given me direction for the service tonight, and I was up most of the night last night and up early this morning and back into the word of the Lord and feeling that God was giving me direction for what I, I am to speak, and I'll speak more along these lines this morning, but I personally have gone through some very trying days and some very dark days and some days that I haven't experienced ever in my life and some that I've only visited there a few times in my life. But 2017 has been some very, very trying times. Yet, it has been some very deep times, some times that I have sought God. Uh, I have learned to walk alone in some Things that I, I, I often say I don't do well walking alone. I always need to feel like I have somebody with me. I, I do better as a team. I, I always work better. Uh, I, I thank God for my wife, for my kids. I, I thank God for my friends, for my church. I, I thank God for those who encourage me because none of us, truly I don't think any of us walk better alone. But we all walk better together. But I, I have walked some, some valleys over this past year. And I, I've learned to walk them seemingly alone. Uh, it seemed that no one really understood where I was and what I was feeling and what I was going through, what I was facing. And this is no slam to anybody this morning. But uh, we all reach those times when we feel like we walk alone. Come on, anybody with me? When you feel like nobody knows the despair, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. You all know that you've sang the song. Uh, nobody's been through it like you've been through it. And, and those troubling times bring us to, to, to just looking forward to being able to pass it on by and get on through it. And the great thing is, is that this is a good time to make New Year's resolutions, to turn over a new proverbial leaf, to, to start over. This year is going to be better than the rest. 
blessed. I, I look around and my family are healthy. This hasn't been a healthy year for my family. It began with an unhealthiness in my own body and then with Dylan and then uh, although it has not been made really public, but my wife has dealt with some very severe uh, concerns this year in her own health. There's been some trying days in many of your lives. I've stood with you. I've prayed with you. I've spent time with some of you. Of You have walked through some very dark days. But I do have a very sincere question to ask you this morning. And before we approach the new year in asking God for his blessings and asking God to make 2018 better than 2017, before we ever get into 2018 and start praying those prayers and maybe tonight, I don't know what the Lord's going to have in store for us. I have a couple of things I feel definite. We're going to have a special time of prayer tonight. We're not going to go all night. Don't anybody get worried, but we're just going to take our time in the service tonight. I feel definite direction for our prayer time tonight, and I personally feel that I'm going to lead the church in prayer tonight before I preach, and we're going to have some time that we're going to just focus, and we're going to pray before we enter into 2018. But before we begin to ask God to make 2018 better than 2017, I think the question that I must ask you this morning, and it is a very sincere question, and I know the crowd's a little down this morning, and I wish I was asking this to everybody that considers Christian Life Church home. But my question for you today is if you had not have gone through the things you went through in 2017, would you have prayed the way you prayed? My question for you today is, if you had not faced the trials that you faced in 2017, would you have remained as faithful as you did? I felt the Lord impart some things to me a few days ago and I, I, I kind of sat down with my wife and I said, I got to tell you what the Lord's speaking into my spirit and I shared it with her sitting in our home. I said, if we had not have faced some of the struggles that we faced in 2017, would we be as strong as we are going into 2018? My family has walked through some dark days and some trials and days of questions as well as some of yours have. But I want you to know that through the trials and through the test, we have found our place in prayer. We have found our place in deep worship. We have found our place of moving into a new level of faithfulness. The more the devil seems to fight against the church, it seems like some of us are putting down some roots a little deeper and we like the writer Job begins to say though he choose to slay me yet I am going to trust him I come this morning to declare to you that through every trial through every test through every hard moment through every situation my God has been faithful to me my God has stood with with me, my God has been there through the storm, through the rain, through the test and trial. God has been faithful. 
Oh, we ought to pause for a moment and just magnify the name of Jesus today. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's been good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you hadn't been through what you've been through, would you be where you are today? I know that normally we identify people with the things that they've been through. But I heard someone say, you don't look like what you've been through. You ought to thank God for that. I could only imagine what some of us would look like if we looked like what we've been through. But the grace of God that passes all understanding uh, has strengthened our hearts and minds. Oh, he's been faithful. He's been good through it all. God has been faithful. That the trial of your faith, the writer said, being more precious than that of gold, though it be tried with fire. I'm going to tell you that this year the Lord has given some things to me that maybe I don't know if it comes with age, if it comes with experience, or if it comes with life. I'm not sure what it is, but I do know that through some of the things we have been through, the Lord has taught some lessons to some of us. And I'm going to speak to some of you this morning and tell you that the devil has tried to take some of you out. And if he, he's tried to take you out physically, but he couldn't take you out physically. He tried to kill you, but he couldn't kill you because the Lord had a hedge about you. And he tries to take you out emotionally. And if he can ever get between your ears and get in your head, well... The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm going to tell you how we're going to walk in victory in 2018. We're going to have to pray like we've never prayed. No, it's more than just words. We're going to have to fast like we've never fasted. Tomorrow kicks off the beginning of a 40-day leg of fast that some may choose to join. We're going to call you to 21 days here before long. We're going to talk Wednesday night a little more about an opportunity for you to get on board with some single-day fasting and, and it becoming more progressive through, uh, through time. We may even spend a little time talking about it tonight if we're prepared to do so. But we're going to be talking about deeper levels of fasting and deeper levels of prayer. I know, yeah, it's the season. We do it every year. Here, but it can't become mundane. It can't become run of the mill if we're going to go where we're praying and asking God to take us in 2018. There's two ways we're going to get there. We're either going to get there by going through it or we're going to get there by trusting God and being faithful even though we're not going through it. How are you going to treat the church if everything goes good? How are you going to give if you're blessed? How faithful are you going to be if every Everything's going right in your life. Can God trust you with his blessings? That's my word for you this morning. 
Because through it all, you've been faithful. You're here today. You're still standing. Through it all, you remain faithful. Through it all, you've stood your test and you've stood through the trial. Through it all. But here you are this morning in the house of the Lord getting ready to go into 2018 saying, well, I sure hope 2018 is better. Can God trust you to not have to take you through the test and through the trial that has kept you where you are? I'm going to tell you how we're going to know when you enter into the house of the Lord and everything's going good, you still stand and begin to worship. You still show up in the prayer room when the bank account is full and when the family's healthy and you're still the first one in the altar when life is going good. Can he trust you? Because you've been faithful through it all. Will you be faithful without it all? A lot of people are knowing what they've been through. We seem to judge people by what they've been through. That's the family that lost their home in the fire. That's the marriage that ended in divorce. That's the young lady who was abandoned, or that was the young man that was hurt by a friend. We, we know people by what they've been through. We normally identify People, even in Bible times, we, we identify Noah with the flood. We identify Daniel with the lion's den. So it's no new thing. We identify people with what they've been through, but just because you have been through it doesn't mean your life is over. I don't want the end of my life to be what talked about what I've been through. Oh, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I, I, don't want, I don't want 2018 to end with people talking about that's the pastor that had the trouble in 2016 and 2017. That's the pastor that went through it. That's the pastor that lost his health. That's a pastor that had back surgery. That's the pastor whose son was in the hospital. That's the pastor that had some struggles. I don't want nobody to, to look at me and start thinking of me about what I've been through. I want some people to say, wow, that's the pastor that's having revival in 2018 I want to forget about the things that are behind and press forth to the things that are before but just because just because I've been through it doesn't mean I've got to be identified by it Oh, I've been hurt. I've been disappointed. I've been put on the shelf and sidelined. But I refuse to let that be my mantra for 2018. God has been faithful to me. My next days are going to be better than the rest. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them this is going to be a better year than what I've been through. The living that Noah did after the flood was what separated him from everybody else. Noah lived longer after the flood than he did before the flood. Yet people want to identify Noah with the flood. It's because he lived through it. The flood was a defining event in his life. Maybe you've had some things that, that you feel like has defined you, but I'm not going to let my struggle define me. Mm -hmm. I, how he handled the flood was what set him apart. He came out the other side saved and with his family saved. I may miss everywhere else in life. God bless you. Forgive me for being so selfish this morning. I hope that this whole church is saved. I'm believing for revival in, in 2018 over our entire city and our entire region. But before I worry about revival anywhere else, I just want to start out with, thank you, Lord, that 2017, I came out the other side 
with my family intact and with my family saved. I got out here and I'm still doing okay. I'm going to face 2018. God, and I'm trusting you that you're going to do greater things. Some of you are still in it. You're still in it, but you're going to get through it. Come on, why don't you speak that word this morning? I'll get through it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get through it. We're going to get past it. We're going to get beyond it. I'm going to tell you with a building project, there's some days that I wonder. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brother Kevin's about to take a lap back there right now. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Come on, some of you have been going through some trials and some tests. Sickness has been in your home and family long enough. You're going to get through it. Why don't you look at your neighbor and tell them you're going to get through it. Come on, maybe you need to make up your mind and say, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through. I'm not staying here. I'm not building a house here. I'm just camping here. I've been going through it, but I'm going to get through it. I'm not staying here. I'm going through it because through it is the key. Not staying here, but I'm going to get out the other side. When I get out the other side, I'm done with it. The test is over. I finished it. I got through it. I'm beyond it. I'm moving on to the next level. Listen, you have a lot of living left to do after you get through this. Oh, I feel my help this morning. Somebody needs to get the courage to look the devil in the face, square your shoulders and declare, I got more living left to do. I'm not giving up this easy. My marriage is going to be better in 2018. My home is going to be more spiritual in 2018. My life is going to be better because I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get beyond this. This is not going to take me out. This is not going to end my life. This is not going to end my ministry. This is not going to end my family. I'm amazed at the number of people that let little things affect them. I drive by a neighbor's home all the time. I'll never forget when they called me to their home because their basement had flooded and I went in. It was a very beautiful home. I walked in. The lady met me at the door. And when I walked in, she was, she had broke down. She was upset. Her family seemed to be falling apart because her house had flooded. And I've been in basements before when you had to wear hip boots to be able to get through the water that's standing. That was my business for a long time, helping people with basement and water problems. And I went to her home a few years ago, and she was so upset when she met me at the door. And I could tell it was a beautiful house. I knew that when I pulled up and uh, looking at the the yard and the outside of the house, and it was a well-kept place. And she met me at the door. She was so upset. And I walked down, and she opened the door. And when I looked down into the basement, I saw no problems and so I'm starting to feel better. I get to the bottom of the stairs, and I'm walking across plush carpet, and she goes through and opens the door and into a room, and there was a room, and there was about oh, six or eight feet or so down along the edge of the wall that the carpet was damp. And her life was over. I said, that's not a problem at all. We can fix this problem real simply. It's going to be, oh, she cried. She, Oh, it was the end of the world. I've never in my life, I, I promise I've never in my life, met someone who allowed something so small to become something so great. Be careful, be careful, be careful. 
that you don't allow some of the little things in life. Here, oh, I feel like preaching now. Do you know why you have faith? Because he gave us the shield of faith to quench. Everybody say to stop. The fiery darts of the wicked one. In other words, faith becomes the shield that you hold up. And the little small things that the devil throws at you, you resist that with faith. Mm -hmm. Does it mean they aren't coming at you? Of course they come at you, but you approach it with faith. Somebody said something about me. It's faith. I'm just going to faith my way through this. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, oh, you're faking. No, I'm faithing. That's right. Just because I come to church here every week and lift my hands and worship doesn't mean I'm feeling good. I don't worship based on how I'm feeling. If some of you did what you felt like this morning, you wouldn't be here. But you're here because you have faith enough to know if I can just get, if I can just get in the presence of God. If I can, you got up by faith and you walked out by faith and you walked in by faith and you lifted your hands by faith and the devil's mad and he's throwing things at you and 2017 was full of things he's throwing but if everything is better and the Lord begins to block some things out of your life are you going to keep that same faith? Are you going to walk through 2018 with the same faith? Are you going to keep speaking to that mountain by faith and declaring I'm going to get through it by the name of the Lord I'll be faithful I'm going to be faithful. He doesn't have to slay me. I'll still be faithful. I don't have to deal. I'll still be faithful. Job was determined in his faith. And he was so certain. He was so certain of the outcome. I told somebody this week, my, my, before my wife and I married, I had a question for her, and we wanted to discuss the issue. And she can, she can vouch for this. Before we ever got married, we, we talked about I asked her, I said, I need to know how you feel about divorce. We weren't even married yet. I said, I need to know how you feel about divorce. Because I need to know if that's an option. And she said, no, that's not an option. And I said, that's good, because I need, we need to predetermine some things. Somebody asked, what's the success? 27 years of reasonably successful. She's been through a lot, folks. Pray for her. 2018 is going to be better by faith. Church is going to pray for me. What's a success? 27 years of marriage. What's what's a success? We, we predetermined some things before we ever got into it. That we, we knew that there was going to be some hard times. And, and there, there's been some hard times. Mm-hmm. I know I stand up here and preach to everybody else, but we've walked through some hard times. We've been through some times that would cause people that had that gave themselves another option or another way out, they would have gone that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you today because I'm, I've, I've had the option of being able to, to, to throw in the towel. I was talking to my boys this past week. I, I've, there's been days that I felt like, hey, I'm, I'm going to give up. I know nothing about plumbing, but I, it was just a statement that I used to, I used to make because I like Brother Phil Koonsman. And I, I'd, say, I'd say, well, I'm just going I'm, to, I'm done with the whole minister thing. I'm going to go be a plumber. And my wife looked at me and she said, I didn't marry a quitter. I didn't marry a quitter. We had to determine some things before we ever got married that divorce wasn't an option. Yeah, that's good. That means there's got to be another way to figure this out. 
we got to figure this out. We got to get through this. The easiest option a few times probably would have been the big D. Big D, and I'm not talking about Dallas. But we had to learn to walk through it because we had predetermined in our mind that I know what the outcome is going to be. This is why Job, before he ever got in it, before he ever went through it, could look and say, I've lost my family. I've lost my finances. I've lost a way to make a living. I don't know. But though, I don't feel like I got much else to lose but my life. But though he... But though he slay me, I have a predetermined response before I ever get to it. This is what I am trying to get through to you about 2018. If you want to be blessed beyond measure, you're going to have to get a predetermined response before you ever get into 2018. If he blesses me or if he slays me, I'm still going to trust him. I don't think Brother Duggar's here this morning. I remember one year he was walking through some dark days, dark, dark days. He had gone through it financially. He had been wrecked. He, had, he used to laugh and tell me, he said, Brother Jordan, I've made enough money for five men. And, and that probably was true. He was walking through some dark days. He looked at me. He said, I'll be back. Uh-huh. <coughs> and then things changed. And he said, Brother Jordan, I'm going to be, and I know he would probably be embarrassed and wouldn't even want me to say this to you, but I'm saying it to you for the greater good. He said, Brother Jordan, next year, I'm going to be the largest contributor to Christian Life Church. I'm scratching my head. He's broke. He's not able to. He said, I'm going to be the largest contributor next year. I have no idea how much money he made, but at the end of that year, he called me. He said, Brother Jordan, I just want to know how close I was to reaching my goal. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I wanted to be the largest contributor. I want to know if I'm that. I said, well, I have to find out. I call Sister Cheryl. Sister Cheryl calls me back. She said, he was that. Mm -hmm. Dark, trying times. He said, I may not have enough money to buy a new bass boat. I may not be able to have the fancy home that I have, but there's one thing I'm going to determine. I'm going to give to God first. He put that, he established it before he ever got in it. Now, I'm not calling for your money this morning, but I'm asking you before you ever get into 2018, you remain faithful through 17. What are you going to do? Will somebody get a predetermined response before you ever get to 2018 and declare that though he slay me, yet I'm going to trust him? Though things don't go my way, I'm still going to be faithful. Or if he chooses to bless me, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be a worshiper if everything goes good or if everything goes bad. I'm going to be a worshiper. I'm going to be in the prayer room. I'm going to be a soul winner. I will be faithful regardless of what the year looks like. i got to wrap this up. We have two more services today. I can't stay here all day, but I feel the help of the Lord. If we're going to make it in these last days, we got to have to have the tenacity of a bulldog. I'm going to get a hold of something and hold on to it. We need the desperation of Jacob. I won't let you go until you bless me. We need a made-up mind that... Regardless if you're still going through it, I'm going to get through it. Mm -hmm. Somebody just shout through it all. 
through it all. I'm going to get through it. Through it all. I've learned some lessons, but through it all, he's been faithful. Through it all, I've learned to trust him. Through it all, I've just continued to carry on because the Lord has never failed me. Tragedy strikes and life seemingly stops at that point. I know a family that lost two children six days apart. One child died and six days later, another child drowned in a pool and they had a double funeral. We think we've been through it. At those points, you either get bitter or you make up your mind that you're not going to allow anything to stop you and hinder your faith in God. My predetermined response, oh, we've been through some things, but I'm going to tell you that my faith in God is stronger than it has ever been. The apostle Peter was so persuaded that he declared that he wouldn't allow life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities. He goes on and said, I won't allow what I've been through or what I may go through. You can read it for yourself. No, He said, I won't allow anything present or anything in the future to be able to separate me from him. There is nothing going to get between me and him. I am persuaded. Come on, somebody needs to get persuaded enough today regardless through it all I'm going to be faithful through it all he's been faithful through it all my mind is made up Ezekiel listed three names of righteous men he said Noah, Daniel and Joel Job in Ezekiel the 14th chapter in verse 14 he said those these three men Noah, Daniel and Job were in it everybody say they were in it Mm -hmm. You've been in it? He said, though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, Ezekiel 14 and 14, he said, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord. In other words, what was it that defined them? For Noah, it was a flood. For Daniel, it was a lion's den. For Job, it was everything except his life. And the issue is, they all got through it. You will get through this. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I, I got to back that up just a little bit because Joe, uh, uh, David said, I once was young and now I'm old. I don't think I qualify as old, although I just had my 50th birthday. But I can say I once was young. And now I'm a little older. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You're going to get through this. You're going to come out the other side. I got to find an ending somewhere in Matthew chapter 7. Let's look at the parable of the house. At the house, the Bible said, there was a man that built his house on the rock. The rain descended. The floods came. The winds blew, beat upon the house, and it fell not. There was another that built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The fact that it stood through the storm was the point of the entire passage of the parable. The purpose of every test is not to break you. It's to prove you. 
The trial doesn't destroy you. Oh, come on, somebody. The trial doesn't destroy you. It just proves what's on the inside. Oh, somebody said something about me. What's on the inside? Somebody did something to me. What's on the inside? You don't know what I've been through. What's on the inside is about to show out. Because through it all, it's what you're made of. It's, what, it's what's going on down in the core. It's the fact that we made it through the storm that really matters. John the Revelator leaves some promises. He says, for he that overcomes, and that word overcomes, it simply means that he lived through it. He said in Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, he said, to him that overcometh or to him that lives through it. Everybody say lives through it. I will give to eat of the tree of life. Revelation 2 and 11. He said, he that overcometh or lives through it shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 2, 26. He that overcometh lives through it and keepeth my works until the end. To him will I give power over the nations. Revelation 3 and 5. To he that lives through it, the same shall be clothed in white raiment and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Revelation 3 and 12. To he that lives through it will I make a pillar in the temple oh you want to know what it makes what it what it takes to be a pillar in the house of god you got to live through it Revelation 21, to him that lives through it, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Revelation 21 and 7, to he that lives through it, he shall inherit all things. You can't inherit everything until you go through some things. You have to go through some storms, through some trials, but you've got to make up your mind, I will get through it all. I close with this this morning. It was Isaiah, the 59th chapter, and I believe along about verse number 19 when he says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. I have never been through a trial at the moment of my breaking, at the moment that I have reached the point that I'm at the end of the road. Come on, there ought to be some silver-haired folks in the room that joins with your old preacher this morning that can say, I've been there, Pastor. I've been, when I got to the end of the rope and I thought, I cannot take any more, that's the moment that God stepped in and he said, I, I, I took you all the way to the end to see if you would have the faith and determination that I won't throw in the towel and quit just because you've been through it but in the middle of going through it I have proven my faith has stood strong through the test and I have stood the test of time and God has stepped through and God has stepped in and he said I will see you through until the end stand with me this morning I just wonder how much God can trust us today if next year is the greatest ever, will you remain faithful? Have you predetermined in your mind that this next year that you're going to be the greatest worshiper at Christian Life Church? In 2018, regardless what I go through, I'm going to be the greatest soul winner. Regardless what I face and deal with in 2018, I'm going to be the strongest prayer warrior in the church. 
Come on, would there be somebody with the tenacity of a bulldog today that would get a hold of something and say, through it all, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to go through. I'm going to, I'm going to worship him. I'm going to trust him through it all, through it all. Come on, lift your hands in the air right where you are this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for every person in this room today that is walking through the valley, maybe even the valley of the shadow of death. I pray right now, God, that they would have a predetermined outcome that whatever they go through, that God, they're going to remain faithful to you because you've never failed us. You've never let us down. You've never walked away from us, God. But you're going to continue to see us through. Come on, lift your voice in prayer this morning all over the room right now. He's been faithful through it all. He's been faithful through it all. He's been good through it all. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. Come on, yes. You made all things new. Yes, you made all things God's new. God's just preparing you for a greater year ahead. Follow you for 2017, the year of the test. Maybe 2018 is going to be the year of elevation. Maybe it's going to be the year that he moves you to the next level. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. You make all things new. Yes, you make all things new and die. We'll follow you forward. Come on, have you made up your mind? All things new, yes, you make all things new and I will follow you forward. Come on, are you ready to take that step of faith? My past. 